You're listening to Borderline Idealists. Join us every other Sunday for new episodes where we focus on anxiety, depression, and BPD. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and our Patreon link to support us. Together, we can give a voice to those who suffer from mental illness and tear down mental health stigma. Today's topic deals with a discussion on suicidal thoughts and self-harm. Those that suffer with BPD may deal with these adversities, so we feel it is important to talk about. We also want to offer anyone who is in crisis right now and hears this episode to seek help. Please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. They also have an online chat. It's free and confidential. Waiting on Chris. We're waiting on Chris. We're waiting on Chris. We're waiting on Chris. Oh, gosh. Hi, Zoe. <laughs> Chris, are you ready? Chris. I will let you know when I'm ready. Oh, my. Thank you. The episode will start in five, four, three, two. Okay, I'm ready. Yay, Chris is ready, everybody. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Borderline Idealist. This is AJ. My name is Chris. And, and welcome to our 50th episode. Yes, 50, the, the big 5-0. Yay. We have um, three people that we want to thank. Um, mm-hmm. Firstly, for reaching out to us. Um, uh, Alicia is the first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swagata and Veronica. Uh, we want to thank them for reaching out to us, and they're all on their own BPD journey, and ran into the podcast and let us know that uh, it was they're special li- to them. <laughs> yeah, they're listening, that it was helpful. Yeah. So um, thank you guys. It's always nice to hear from everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I guess, touch connect you know connect with each other Mm -hmm. to 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 remind ourselves that we're not alone yeah so 50th episode and uh the subject is a little suicide uh don't mean to bring anybody down you know we had the the warning before the episode but we feel like it's important to talk about because people with bpd um sometimes have these thoughts and have been known to to suffer from these thoughts and um you know i i guess i'll bring up a little bit of of my experience with that and Chris, you can kind of talk about that too. I think yeah. everybody um, has known or either, I think most people have either known firsthand or dealt with uh, someone who has tried mm-hmm. or experienced uh, committing suicide. Yeah, but it seems to be more common in people with BPD, uh, suicide, uh, suicide attempts and self-mutilation. Um, so we wanted to read a little bit of some statistics to get an idea. Um, so we want right. to look at that that 2017 uh, study, Chris. Mm-hmm. So according to this study in 2017, which was made by a couple of um, 
I guess, um, mental, what are they called? Um, I guess psychiatrists, but we found it on the Wiley Library, which is a search engine for research papers and uh, through journals. So they did a, um, a study on some adults and adolescents, um, about their lifetime history of physical self-destructive acts. Um, what's it say? 2000, I'm sorry, 2,290 <laughs> adults um, that were inpatient with BPD and, uh, 100 and 104 adolescents that were um, inpatients with BPD. And the overall rate of self-mutilation was 90% in the group. The overall suicide attempts were 75 um so that's just an idea of what people with bpd struggle with um small group 90 percent uh have struggled with self-mutilation throughout their lifetime yeah this is i mean this is an interesting study and you can go read up read up more about it um and Mm um well i was gonna mention um, we found it through uh, a website called Very Well Mind. Mm-hmm. The article titled "Suicide Su- Su- Suicidality in Borderline Personality Disorder." Um, but this, as, as AJ mentioned, um, Wiley Online Bre- on, uh, Library. Uh, you can go through there and um, look up the article: "Suicide Attempts and Self." Injurious behaviors in adolescents and adults and patients with borderline personality disorder. Most research articles are have really long titles, but um, anyways, I guess we can post a link on it on on the on the website for those who are interested. Um, but- so, uh, um, I know that there there was some other research done um saying that people with BPD are more likely to complete suicide than individuals uh with any other psychiatric disorder so mm-hmm. uh it's around 9% of people with BPD complete suicide which is more than 50 times the rate of suicide in the general population and that's actually from the American Psychiatric Association so you know this is this is a struggle it's a it's a problem uh, it's <laughs> it's something um, that you have experience with. Yeah, uh, definitely self self mutilation. I um, when I I think before I was diagnosed, I I would do it a lot more. Usually on my my left arm, going up my left arm, uh, I would try to cut myself. And Really, I was trying to work my way up to trying to kill myself because I didn't feel uh, very, uh, I was very depressed. Uh, But after, you know, being in the the mental hospital so many times and finding out that I had a BPD, um, that kind of helped me stop doing that. I, I, I used to, yeah, I used to, I used to cut myself so much that when I would come home my mom would like hide all the knives Mm. um (laughs) i mean it's not funny but it's just like it was that serious Mm. and uh, i remember one time i i cut myself and my i went to my my little brother's room for some reason um and i was i was kind of dazed um 
I don't know. Those were really hard times because I was trying new medication. I was coming to terms with BPD. I was dealing with a lot of a lot of pain and um you know that's one thing people with BPD deal with intense emotions. Um so, you know, feeling happy and glad is one thing, but feeling sad or worthless, you know, can lead you to having uh those dark thoughts. Um so you're saying that about walking into your, your brother's room? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, had, I had cut myself, and I showed him, and I, it just really freaked him out. And I, I don't really know why I did. I, mm. I, I don't know why. I just, I, mean, it I, like I wanted, I, it's like I help want help. help. Yeah, I just, it's like <laughs> I really, I really wanted help, but I just did not know how to help myself. And, um, you know, if, if my... My dad would find out. He would just be like, oh, why'd you do that? You know? <laughs> um, but it was it was usually something that I tried to keep to myself. Um, I try to keep it private, but it's, it's not something I do anymore. I, I, I have not cut myself in years. Um, but suicidal thoughts are... I mean, especially me being without a job, it's, it's been almost daily, and I've told you about it. I, I told you that I um, saw myself at um, in the bathroom, um, the bathroom on our, our second floor, you know, jumping out. And Chris uh, said, you, know, you, you wouldn't die from jumping out there. And then I got, I got really mad because I felt like he wasn't taking it seriously. Um, but I don't know if... Um, I, I think it was just a a reaction because it it leaves you so um i don't know because it, it, it left you kind of like in in shock or it was just like a like like i make sarcastic jokes like that too so well, i don't know if you thought maybe i wasn't being serious or that act that i'm i mean that was kind of what it was because it kind of felt like you were saying it in a light tone mm. in a lighter tone and you make allusions to, you make jokes about death all the time or you know dark subjects that you kind of make jokes about and so that's kind of how I understood it that it was more I don't know it was kind of like it was I mean I kind of understood it as yes this was a serious thought but you were trying to make a light of it so that as to not let it sink in like so heavy so I thought that was that was the tone that I got from it so that's what I guess that came out of me but and that's something that, you know, especially people who don't deal with it kind of have to be careful about what they say or do because if you say something, it can be misconstrued or it's, you know, understood in how you want it to be received. And when someone is dealing with um, a lot of stress or emotional pain um, to that degree... It, I mean, when people feel, when you talk about, you know, and as I've read, people who deal with BPD and these emotional stresses and, and the pain that they feel, emotional pain can be almost as intense as physical pain. Is that an accurate description? Yeah. I mean, do you, <laughs> right. I remember when I was telling my, you know, I was telling you, I think a couple of days, like my stomach hurt because I felt so bad mm-hmm. and you were like, take your medicine. <laughs> and I took it. And I felt better. Like yeah. my stomach was really hurt because I was just, I was so worried. Like I was just full of so much, 
My, my mind was so full it made my, my stomach hurt. I have right. no idea. Well, in some, <laughs> sometimes, yes, it does, you know, manifest itself in the physical pain. But I think, you know, the other point too is still sense where your emotional pains, you know, something that you can't identify to a specific body mm. part is still as strong, if not more than a physical pain. You know, yeah. Uh, so if you say something to someone who's struggling in those times, then it could just be uh, catastrophic, or it could be you know something that's taken really in a way that's not intended. Yeah, so. I I definitely take some of the blame because I, you know, I'm 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 a sarcastic person, and I used to make little jokes, but I um. I feel like if somebody, I, 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 I'm trying to remember how I did it. I think I sat down on the bed with you and I told you mm-hmm. or something, you know, if somebody does tell you something like that, take it seriously. You know, that's, I think that's the best thing to do. Just take it seriously. And because they're coming to you, that was really hard for me to come to you and talk about it because I, um, I've been dealing with suicidal thoughts like almost daily. And it's really like by my, I try to keep it to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about I think about wanting to to cut myself because you know with with BPD you're like imp, impulsive, so you're just like I just want to take that pain away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't do that, so I feel I I feel like um, I feel like I have to kind of take I I have to be responsible for myself and take care of myself because if I tell other people. And this is a reoccurring thought. If I tell other people, they're not going to understand. And well, I I, under, I understand you know where you're coming from uh, with with that and me joking joking around. But I I don't know. Do I joke around about killing myself? Sometimes, yeah. Well, the, do, the you think it's a, do you is... think it's a do you think it's a joke if I say I want to kill myself? If you saw if if there was a teen if you had a um, a teenage son or daughter that was thirteen years old. And they talked about, in, in just like little ways, I want to kill myself. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. This sucks. Is that something to, to think about? Or is that just a, a, a... An expression. Yeah, an expression. And that's that's what you have to think about. I think well, first I think first take it seriously. And then if the other person laughs or says, oh, it's not true, something, then it could be kind of lighthearted. But it might be them trying to well, open up to you. I know it's, it's something serious for you because you've mentioned it a couple of times. And from the very beginning, I've asked you to return to your doctor and to get back on your antidepressant medicine. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, when you started talking about it, like it's something that you've sort of gradually been talking about it more, especially after you've told me that it was more of a everyday thing that you've been thinking about, that you've been having suicidal thoughts. So, you know, I before then, I was like, Ajani, if you're having suicidal thoughts, that's not normal. We need to you know, we need to get you back in your medicine. And you and you told me you weren't depressed, that it was temporary, or what was it? Um, situational, situational depression. And that it would go by, it would pass by, you know. But, so I mean, I, um, and I'm not saying that you're accusing me of not taking things seriously. Um, but, you know, that's something, I think that's one of the first steps to take, is if somebody expresses those type of um, feelings or thoughts that they've been having um the first i mean what's what should be the first step is well to listen to them right and to uh, acknowledge what they're feeling is 
it's uh, real and it's valid and then redirect them to specialized help because you know as much as we would love to be there for the individual sometimes we don't we don't know what to say we don't know how to engage the other individual so that um, they're thinking they're approaching their situation on a different from a different point of view you know sometimes I think like how how would a psychologist respond to a question that you pose to me or something like that you know or like how would they redirect your thought into if you're thinking well everything's um nothing there's nothing left i don't belong in this world oh well why don't you belong here you know or you know there's just like i don't know there's like specialized training that people go through to like identify certain words or phrases or emotions and kind of um ask them certain questions to like redirect that or to engage them in a different level and but i i mean i i'm a believer in you know if, as i've told you you know it's not just about changing it's not about changing yourself because that's not who you are like mo that's not what, who people are most people are not walking around thinking about suicide and or ways to hurt themselves um and and that's not only like that's just it doesn't let you live a healthy life it doesn't let you li live a full life because you're you're always concerned or your mind is always to engage in those thoughts to in to for to allow you to enjoy your life and allow you to do the things that you actually want to do okay so were you saying that you know if somebody comes to you with suicidal thoughts um, that you should redirect them to a psychiatrist or a psychologist or, you know, um, a hotline, somebody who's a specialist that they can talk to instead. No, no, I'm saying listen to them. I, you know, be there for them at that moment in time. Well, what do you, that's what I'm saying. What do you, I'm not, I'm not accusing you of anything, but we just read the statistics of people with BPD. Mm -hmm. Number one. Number two. Uh, all our listeners are like in a relationship talk right now <laughs> we're having a talk in our relationship and you guys are here but i, I, I do want to explore it a little bit chris i'm not mm -hmm. accusing you of anything i love you very much i know you love me but we just we just talked about you know people with with bpd are, are more likely to kill themselves mm -hmm. and more likely to self-mutilate mm -hmm. i have been talking about it almost every day mm -hmm. and if i if i haven't i i have been thinking about it and mm -hmm. i've come to you and talked about it do you think just me being on medicine is enough. Do you feel like there's? Do you feel like there's there? Do you feel like there's more somebody can do other than are you on your? You know, um, you're on medicine. You need to go talk to somebody. You know, here's a, a hotline. Is there? I I have called the national hotline. I I have called it before. Because it's hard for me to, it's really hard for me to talk to other people anyway. Because I just want to take care of things myself. You know that. That's, um, that was a part of the reason why I was, I would cut myself too, because I would get depressed and when I would tell other people stuff, they would just kind of blow me off. Um, or about my anxiety, they would just kind of blow me off. So I just started cutting myself because I was just like, okay, I can just cut myself, wear long sleeves and I'm dealing with, I'm dealing with the problem. I'm, I'm putting it into a closet in my head and I'm locking the door. You know, if I feel bad, I'm going to go home, cut myself and cry. Otherwise I'm going to be okay. Um, I don't know how, how many other people like BPD are like that. Some of the people that contacted me this this week were talking about how they, um, a little bit of loners, and 
And, you know, there are a couple of people that reach out to us that are INFPs, you know, they're introverts. Mm -hmm. So people is not their strong suit. They're going to be looking to those people that they love. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's more that you can do. I feel like you, you do, you you do a a great, wonderful job, you know, loving me and, and, and being here, but I still... I still wake up with those feelings. I still go to sleep with them. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, one of the, the one of the one of the things that I read was reading about the study. There was that when they were doing MIR MIR scans of the brains of people with BPD and the people that have suicidal thoughts, is that they have less gray matter. Those people who had or who had more attempts of suicides had less gray matter in their brain. Gray matter in their brain that allows them to make. Um, uh, less rational decisions. So I mean, it's not a situation where telling having someone you know um, talk to you is gonna uh, make make you want to make different decisions for yourself, right? I mean, I think it's uh, a combination of um your your body and like your chemical makeup of of yourself and and um what is that word um where it's more chemistry and it's more biological type thing or you know we don't have a a conscious and saying a conscious decision Mm -hmm. um but then there's also the psychological part so it's i think it's a two two two-part thing solution where you have to take some medicine to help balance, to help correct the imbalances that you're having in your brain that is causing you to to have these, um, or either make rash rash decisions or to to um, that uh, that make you, I guess, focus in on those uh, on those what do you feelings of desperation and idolation and things like that and then there's also the psychological part which kind of based on the cbt training that we've discussed in the past is you know meant to kind of train you identify certain things and kind of redirect your mm-hmm. your thinking so i think i mean as a person if you're like the loved one of someone mm-hmm. if someone approaches you at that moment and says you know i've been thinking about doing this um the best thing to do is to listen to them, acknowledge what they're feeling, and you know, of course, talk to them in an open and honest discussion. If they're if they're approaching you, that's a big step, like you discussed, right? If you even talk to decide to talk to someone, it's it's a huge step to open up to someone like that, and you you know, people are very vulnerable at that point in time. So, it's a perfect opportunity to allow to the other person to express themselves and to be honest have we had those talks I, that's what i'm I, that's i i understand what you're saying about the, the brain going to a psychologist stuff but i'm i really want to explore I don't, I don't know like i feel like i'm supposed to keep all this stuff to myself and i feel like i'm successful in being an actor and keeping all this stuff to myself so I feel like if I was to kill myself tomorrow, you would be like, oh my God, I had no idea. Or hmm, he talked to me about it a little bit. I thought he was taking medicine. You know, that's what I feel like. 
You know, it's not something like, hey, how are you feeling today? You know, worry about you. I hope everything's doing okay. Are you still having those feelings? Because I, I want you to be here. I love you. I love you being around. We don't like talk about that kind of stuff. Do you do you know that I'm having those feelings every day or just because I'm not not telling you? Like, I, I don't know why it makes you feel that way. I know that's not fair. I know it's not fair. But when I told you, you know, in the bedroom that I thought about jumping off the... I thought about killing myself. I really, I really did. And it, 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 it was hard. And I think I just, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think you just want to be reassured that, that somebody, um, is will, willing to listen to you. And I mean, you're right, you know, to keep, you know, when, when somebody brings it up to you to be open and, and let them talk, um, but how, but after that, you know, if they don't bring it up again, do you just let it go? Do you say, well, it's soft or it's, it's on its way to being soft. They're taking medicine. They're going to a doctor. They're on the way of being soft. You know, after that one time I told you, I don't think that we ever brought it back up again. And I was still kind of with it. And honestly, it kind of, it kind of made me feel like, you know, it's just something that I need to deal with myself. If we, I, I can't remember if we did bring it up again. If we did, it, it may have been something that I brought up. You know, I don't think that, I don't, I don't, I don't remember you approach me about it. Yeah, we've talked about it since mm-hmm. multiple times and you bring it up all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. you're the one who brought it up yeah. each individual case. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what the proper etiquette would be for that. You know, it's like, hey, are you still having those suicidal thoughts? Well, that's what I'm asking. Like, are you, you know, are you, I, if, are, if, are if, you if, supposed if, to, because it's. I don't know. It's something that that's a part of BPD, and it probably doesn't. I don't know. It may not have gone away just that one time. And I'm not saying that it is. I'm not. I'm. Un, I'm not under the assumption that you're not longer thinking about that. I'm under the assumption that you are still thinking about that, and you know that's why I follow up with you every day to make sure you're taking your medicine. And yes, we, but you, we, you do take we we do talk about like my medicine stuff. But how do we follow up about my suicide? Well, thoughts? that's a good question. How do we follow up about my suicide? How, how would you or? how would you recommend people to follow up? I mean, is me saying hey, um, I mean, just hey, how you doing? Or you know, how you been continuing those those thoughts? Um, you know, if that's the case. Can we schedule an appointment to a psychologist? You know, I mean, what's... How do people follow up with another individual? I mean, it's just following up is one thing, you know? Yeah. How are you doing? Are you still thinking about that? And then for me... I think I I see what I'm I'm doing here. I'm like, I have have a problem and I'm look, I I might be looking for, for you to fix it. And I'm like, Chris, why aren't, you know, why aren't you helping me to fix it? You know, I'm telling you what's going on. We're not, you're not, you know, I guess following me around every day and trying to help me to fix it. But it's, I guess, you know, it's really on me to, um, to get that fixed, you know? So, I mean, I, I don't know. Sometimes it just, sometimes when I try to get into that suicidal mindset, I, try to make myself feel as alone as possible you know mm. sometimes i'll get out of the bed and go sleep in the couch and you'll have to chase me down and be like come back to the bed you know <laughs> or i'll um even you know I'll, I'll start doing that thing where um we're laying down the bed and i i put the the pillow on top of my head mm-hmm. and i go to sleep 
it's because I'm pretending that I'm like buried or dead. You know, I just feel like it's, you know, I don't know. Just something I talk to me. You're just like, stop doing that. <laughs> like I'm a little mm-hmm. kid. Um, it's hard because I, it's hard because I, I deal with it every day. Um, See, and, me. and maybe I'm not, maybe, um, maybe talking to somebody would make it better. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I guess I, I would appreciate, um, see to me, it's like, I feel, I feel weird if I bring it up, whether that's just kind of keep that mental, that mentality in place. It's like, Hey, you remember you were thinking about committing suicide yesterday? You know, let me bring that up again. These are really good. Whereas to, for me, like my approach, the way that I feel like it's that I try to do it is let's think past that and let's you know think about the other things that we need there's a really good ad um um for teens i think it was on the the national suicide hotline um mm-hmm. link and uh one of, one of the teens in the video said you know it's okay to ask about suicide asking about suicide is not going to make somebody commit suicide mm-hmm. and i don't think it is i i don't think it it's it's bad to you know just just i don't know i I, I wouldn't want you to ignore, like, what I told you happened. Or I don't want you to, you know, kind of move on. I think it's okay to... I don't know. I Maybe maybe I just I just need to go and, and, and get that help. I feel like I'm just obsessed with those feelings. And I'm trying to... I... I... Well, I mean, no. If you're telling me... If you're saying that... You feel that you would you would feel better if someone were to follow up on you on those thoughts, then that's an acceptable feeling, or that's an acceptable thing to say. You know, hey, I need. I would feel like I'm valued. I would feel like I'm cared for or loved if 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 I if you followed up with me on that. You know, maybe maybe not the next day, but the day after, or you know, I don't know. You know, um, I don't. I'm trying to think, Chris. If you told me, I don't know. I think you told me something, um, something to the effect of, um, oh, no, no, we were talking about, you said some days you, um, sometimes you've had that feeling that you just want to take your car or just drive into a tree. Mm-hmm. You've had that feeling in the past. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that you were saying that you had it that day. But I'm, I'm just trying to think if you told me that you were depressed um, and that you were suicidal. I I would probably be really scared, and that would probably be on my mind a lot. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm just I'm not a, I'm not accusing you of anything, but that's why I'm just like. Um, well, actually, that's a very good example because I a couple of months ago I told you that, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you, the the inference the time that you're referring to about when, the the car? Yeah, I think so. I a think we, I think ago, we were talking about. Um, I told you I was on my way home and. Something happened that was like that I was hoping for that didn't come to to happen, and it was just a I don't know I was very emotional I was very raw and on my way home I was having those thoughts of just running off the road and I was like crying in the <laughs> I was sitting in in traffic crying and just thinking of how the whole world was there was no point to it and you know all the negative thoughts that come with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did tell you about that, and we had a conversation about it. 
And I mean, but like I said in the, in the past, it's like for, for me, those type of feelings kind of like pass over time. Maybe I feel like that for a day or two. And then after I cry a good cry and I listen to some some emo music or whatever, <laughs> um, it just kind of flows out of me. And then I, I have my, I get back to my normal state of being. Um, I don't recall us following up on that conversation, but well, the the way I remember it is, I was I was telling you about the suicidal thoughts that I've had, and you said, you know, yeah, I felt that way sometimes. You know, I've had thoughts. And it seemed like you were saying in the past, I had thoughts in the past about like driving my tree. You didn't say just today or yesterday no, no, but i i, I apologize well, i would have like that would have that would have um, they, this was something that happened at that time mm-hmm. i told you about it and we had a conversation about it oh, okay and then it was over if we've had other conversations where i have told you about feeling like that in college as well okay. um when i was my like in working over working myself during the college years and that was before i came out those sort of things and okay that's, well i just i i remembered it the I I remember it in a different way, but yeah, I mean, if if I I would I would like to think, Chris, that if you came to me and said I have thoughts of suicide, that I that I would follow up. Yeah, I'd like to think that. I mean, maybe maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. Um, I I I would like to because I would take it really seriously. But I think I think it's a good challenge for everyone. You know, especially somebody with um, a mental illness, um, if they tell you you know, something about suicide, I think maybe it, it is a good idea to maybe follow well, is it, up. Is it a follow-up Is in how are you doing on your suicidal thoughts or is it just in general, how are you doing? Because, I mean, I it feel like, like I check on you every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, every day I'm like, how are you doing? You know? Well, uh, if you say, how are you doing and how are you doing with your suicidal thoughts? Are those two different things? Or am I just supposed to know what you mean by when you say, how are you doing? Because you're just beating around the bush. It's like It's like suicide is something that it's like uh, something we don't really want to talk about. Some people don't don't really want to want to um, approach anymore. You talk about it one time, they're like, "Okay, you're you're kind of done with it. It's kind of out of your mind." <laughs> you know, I, I think it's, and that's what I'm saying. Like with with BPD, I I felt like suicide was is always in the back of my mind. Cutting myself is always in the back of my mind. You know, hurting myself some way is always in the back of my mind, and I'm always trying to fight it some way. I'm always trying to do something. And I think I think I'm trying to, you know, get mad at you for not, you know, I, I guess like you don't understand or something, but maybe it's it's more on, you know, like I said, I've called the National Suicide Hotline before. And, you know, I, if I really felt like I was going to kill myself or something bad was going to happen, I would, um, there's, a, there's a mental hospital here. I would go mm-hmm. to the hospital or something. You know, and that's what you should do. You should call 911 or go to the hospital or, you know, have, have somebody look after you. But, yeah, I don't I, I don't think it's fair for me to, like, burden you with that stuff. But, um, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, it's... I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just... I just want you to know that I'm, I'm struggling with it every day. And if you, at least for me, if you did ask me, you know, are, are um, you know, I don't know if you, if you do want to ask me, like, how are you doing with your, your suicidal thoughts? Are they still there? You know, are, are they, 
going away? Is there any way that I can I can help you? You know, make those those dissipate today. Um, yes, you know, you, Wendy's. you know, <laughs> I, love I think I think it's okay to ask somebody if if they brought if they've brought that up or you know that mm -hmm. that's on your mind i think it's okay to ask them about suicide because it's not it's not going to make them do it i think it, it's more direct and is saying hey i really do care about your life mm. um and maybe that i think that's a bpd a bpd thing too i'm just mm. like chris i want you to care about me i'm gonna kill myself and you're just like okay well go get a doctor or something i'm just like chris i'm gonna kill myself I'm like oh well if you bring it up i'll talk about it i'm just like chris oh, you don't God. care <laughs> and that's how but yeah, it, I think it's it's one of those things, but also like I um, I feel like I need to take care of myself, mm -hmm. and it's my fault that I'm feeling this way anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, if if, if somebody um, is saying stuff like that that they they want to kill themselves or is just alluding to that, it is perfectly okay to you know ask them if they're if they're still, being honest or if they're it, still feeling that yeah mm -hmm. if they're still um still feeling that way or if they're feeling that way right now but i think um i think we should we should follow up i think that's what you know you're saying go to a psychologist of course a psychologist would would follow up with you you know on your suicidal um mm -hmm. thoughts you know i think i i think it's important to to follow up because yeah. I just I, I feel like it's it's a big it it's a big heavy weight on me mm -hmm. every day I think like I'm just thinking about the, the way that I approach certain themes or things like that is like I have the hands-off approach where I kind of just wait until people talk to me about things mm -hmm. like even I'm remembering even with like my sister um, with my youngest sister um, when she had, when she was, um, um, self or, you know, self-harming, she was cutting herself and then she had a couple of suicide, uh, she had, um, suicidal thoughts. Like it wasn't something like, I didn't even, I don't even remember like being uh, aware of like it, like I don't remember seeing any, any hints or cues about it until it happened. And then, or um, I'm thinking about um, just in general, if I, if I, if I know a friend is like, you know, um, I don't know. I just feel, I feel weird. I feel like I'm intruding in people's privacy by asking, you know, or like, but I guess it's different from a, from a regular, normal, everyday sort of stuff. From a husband point of view? Hmm? If you do you feel like you're intruding in, in my No, I well, I guess yeah, even in in with with you, I feel like I'm I don't know, it's part of it is I feel like it's an intrusion and the other part of it's it's like um like is it is I don't want to agitate, I guess is the thing. Like I feel like if um I don't know, I guess it's just a different I'm just looking at it the wrong way. It, it me asking, how are you doing today? Are, are you having any more suicidal thoughts? Are you having any more anxiety? Um, you know, it, like, it almost comes with, I feel like it would come across as nagging. And like, just, you know, I, I know you're, you're in this spot. Oh, Chris like, nagging. Wow, that, that would be new to me. I'm, I'd be like, wow. Excuse me? Mm. I don't know. I, I feel like I would, 
I feel like I would appreciate it because. Okay. Well, that's great. I mean, that's good. because sometimes yeah. self mutilation and um, and those suicidal thoughts are just kind of building yourself up to to really try to do something to yourself, mm-hmm. and those those thoughts can be serious because they can evolve into something else, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think it is, I think it is okay to ask about it. It's actually, and to, it's better to do it. Yeah. And if, you know, if you, if you're not sure what to say, you can always direct me to somebody, but yeah, you can ask me if, if I'm feeling a certain way, because you know, Chris, it's really hard for me to lie. You know, it's really mm-hmm. hard for me to lie. And it's really hard for me to lie to you. So what do you have to lose by saying, Hey, how are you feeling today? I don't know. You've lied pretty good. <laughs> you, if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling any, uh, any kind of way, you know, Call me, and I'll remember. I'll, I'll remind you. You know why you need to be alive. You know, mm-hmm. or you know, text me or or call your sister. You know, mm-hmm. because that's that's really hard for me to do. Because usually I just, I um, I, I, you know, just like you say, you know, you don't want to intrude on people. I really don't want to intrude on people either. But mm-hmm. you just happen to be in my area right now. If I was just mm-hmm. living alone, like I used to, um, I probably wouldn't have told anybody. But you just happen to be in my area. Mm-hmm. Nobody but the cats. But yeah, you just happen to be in my area, so it's just kind of on my mind a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, if, if it's somebody with BPD and they have that on their mind a lot or they're talking to you about that a lot, you know, make sure they are getting help. And I, I am going this week to start seeing a psychologist. But yeah, I would definitely, I would, <laughs> yay. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I would definitely follow up yeah. just to make sure that That's, you I'm... you let them know that you know, you you enjoy having them around, and life yeah. is worth living until you know you you die by natural means. Or, and then it, they know. always, every time you say that that life is worth or blah blah blah, they're always gonna have a smart ass comment about <laughs> why it's not and why you're wrong. Because we've well, had that I, discussion. I always feel <laughs> I always feel like it's important. It, it um, it's important to just be like you know I love you. You know I love having you around you know um everything will work out because we're here together you know I, I think just letting somebody know that you know yeah. there's somebody else in it too and they're not in it alone yeah that's good i mean that's good i think those are good ground rules mm-hmm. or especially those um those people who have loved ones who are going through this and i mean i i feel like you know this is i mean this is i hope this is just great um conversation for everybody else but i mean it's even great for me because you know I, and this is sort of why i kind of like this podcast mm-hmm. format is because we are we're we're learning from each other you know all the time every day so i mean i think it's um i'll keep that in mind yeah and so- um it's well never mind <laughs> <laughs> well i was just gonna say you know don't you know, we shouldn't be afraid to to ask our friends or family, people that we're close to, you know, if they're bringing up those kind of things or even if they, they have expressed that they're kind of sad, you know, are you having those thoughts? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you're not able to, I guess, talk to them, um, I I don't know, there, there's, a, there's a fear you won't say the right thing, right? What, what about this situation <laughs> where... Say, for example, it's your friend, mm-hmm. and you don't feel comfortable talking to them about that. 
but um you know their sister or something mm-hmm. talk telling them their their sister or somebody else about the conversation that you had about them being suicidal perhaps it <laughs> might be i'm just it, I'm just looking, it might be a betrayal of trust of trust now, um that was something else that i i read i can't remember which which reps website mm-hmm. but um they said if somebody comes to you with suicidal thoughts or um and they ask you to keep it to yourself tell them that you may not be able to keep that promise because if it gets too out of hand or something you know mm-hmm. you need to have somebody yeah. intervene so you know you can't just say i'm, I'm never going to tell anybody um but i don't know telling telling the sister i mean that Maybe it's just up to every person, but I just feel like, um, yeah, you don't you don't want to betray the if, if they're coming to you, it's because um, they they trust you or they're just looking for guidance. Sometimes people might just come to you, may not know them too much at all. Um, but what if it's like you know? I think it. I mean, because it's it's kind of tricky, especially. I think it depends on where the individual is, like. If they're kind of uh, in, in desperate or showing signs of desperation mm-hmm. and like more at risk than if um, they're kind of just talking to you about their feelings and but they haven't shown any uh, signs of like self-mutilation or being at risk of committing suicide, um, you know, like on the scale, mm-hmm. how likely it is to happen. Um, then, you know, maybe talking to somebody like a loved one, someone that you know, they care you know that they're in their lives and they care for um i i, I don't know i feel like that would be good because you you kind of want to have backup um but at the same time like for me when you were telling me when about being starting to get depressed and being anxious mm-hmm. and i remember me like i did like for one of the things that i um remember reading somewhere recently was about don't tell people you have X, Y, Z, you know, mm-hmm. you have borderline, you have depression, you have whatever, because, um, especially if with men, um, it can kind of trigger them. It'll make them shut down and, you know, they don't want to be labeled or whatever. So instead of telling people what they have and, um, it's to remind them of, of, um, who they are and what's, not normal like for me i remember talking to you about when you didn't when you were pushing me back about depression and not seeing a not getting back any anti-depression medication mm-hmm. and i kept i remember i kept telling you referencing you back to what you were telling me when you got on your anti-depression medication last time when we were living in in vinings mm-hmm. um when we met you weren't on, on anti-depression you had gotten no. off so then it you know things went downhill and then finally after some time you back on it and you were telling me about how amazing it was and how you were like dumb for stop taking it and how you felt like you know that was a bad decision and you were never going to get off medicate that medication anymore because you saw how integral it was to 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 allowing you to have a stable life and um um, allowing you to have more of your own personal life. Mm-hmm. So I remember just reminding you all the words that you told me before and reminding you the life that you ha- that's available to you. That that depression and 
it doesn't have to be part of your life. And it's kind of this sort of thing. It hinders you. It's a hindrance to your living your full life. Yeah. It is. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm taking antidepressants, but I still... I don't, I don't know if they're, they're fully working right now or right. I, I don't, I think it's because of the situation that I'm in. So, I and mean, getting out of the depression may be one step to, um, that first step. Well, and then the other thing too, is like you've discussed that sometimes medication takes a while to get to mm-hmm. like activate. Yeah. I started taking it like last week. So it's only been a week, a week and a couple of days, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's a take, I, I don't know if. What do you think about that approach to talking to people instead of telling them you have this, you know, reminding them of the life that they that's available and that, you know, it's being depressed and having these thoughts is not it's not normal and it's not something that they should be struggling with on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, let them know that there's there's help available and um, that it's not normal. Uh it's really, it's really easy for me to get comfortable in depression, you know, especially when I, um, when I think about all the stuff. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping there's, there's a strong enough, de- um, antidepressant that, uh, <laughs> will just make everything, I guess, a little bit better. And well, it, <laughs> it's like we've discussed in the past too, where the medication itself is not like the uh, is not the is not the pill that will automatically make your life you know like a a Disney fairy tale or something right it's not a one pill fix all type of thing it's just something that allows you to to have a better life to to make a better life for yourself and that and that's what uh, this is the thing that people need to remind themselves of that the pill is not uh, the end of you know your journey, I guess. It's just a uh, a tool that will help you continue your journey and not make it as bad as it is. Okay. Well, I can't wait till it starts working. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not gonna not gonna take away all my problems. But right. I, mm. I guess it'll it'll help to. We'll still um, have arguments about where to, how often we should eat out. Yeah, I think that, I, I don't think that has anything to do with depression. <laughs> That's just me. Uh, okay guys we want to thank you for listening to this episode um hope it wasn't wasn't too grim i think uh we had a good discussion yeah um i learned a little something i hope you guys did as well so i'll let chris go back to playing assassin's creed odyssey (sighs) whatever i'm just saying zoe do you want to say something to the people zoe Okay. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to our 50th episode, and here's to our next 50. Yay. Bye. Bye.